Hey, fish. Loves you, baby. You're beautiful. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial, and anywhere on the planet at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, Anne Ronell and Austin Wiley have birthday segments. We'll have a jamboree, find out who loves you, baby, and some of the music is so hot we have the fire department on call. You've heard her works here and there on the show before, but I don't think she's ever had her own birthday segment. This very day, Christmas Day, marks the birth in Omaha, Nebraska in 1905 of Anne Ronell to Morris and Molly Rosenblatt. She began writing songs while in grade school, graduated from Central High in Omaha, and received formal musical training at Radcliffe. While there, she interviewed George Gershwin and determined that she would become a professional songwriter. She quickly found out, however, that in male-dominated Tin Pan Alley, unsolicited songs, especially by a woman, didn't have much of a chance of getting heard. Undaunted, she finished school and moved to New York, where she got a job as a rehearsal pianist and spent her spare time working on her own songs. Her job gave her an in, and she met George Gershwin, Vincent Humans, and Irving Berlin, who gave her songs a hearing, and she had her first hit in 1930 with Baby's Birthday Party. It was Gershwin who suggested she change her name from Rosenblatt to Ronell. She came to the attention of Walt Disney and in 1933 moved to Hollywood, where she co-wrote Disney's first hit song, Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf, for the cartoon Three Little Pigs. When Disney was looking for a song to celebrate Mickey Mouse's anniversary, her song, Mickey Mouse and Minnie's in Town, was chosen as the Mickey Mouse birthday song. After five postponements in two weeks due to work conflicts, Anne and associate film producer Lester Cowan were finally married on October 5, 1935. The ceremony took place at sea and was officiated by Walter Prengel, captain of the Grace Liner Santa Elena, as the couple sent off on a month-long vacation honeymoon. Ronell wrote words and music for the films Down to Their Last Yacht and One Touch of Venus in 1940, as well as The Woman Behind the Man Behind the Gun in the 1942 Broadway musical Count Me In. She received an Academy Award nomination for the 1945 feature The Story of G.I. Joe, produced by her husband, Lester Cowan. Anne Ronell, known as the Little Lady of Song, died on her birthday, Christmas Day, 1993. Hits from the Ronell catalog include Rosetta, I'm Building Up to an Awful Letdown, 
the blues standard Willow Weep for Me, and these.
on the roof. I love the patter of the rain on the roof. The pitter patter of the rain on the roof it makes me want to dream. Rain on the roof. Just hear the clatter of the rain on the roof. It doesn't matter cause the rain on the roof it makes me want to dream. I cuddle up in my bed and overhead I hear the rain. Inside it's so nice and warm to hear the swarm outside the window pane. Rain on the roof, the silver clatter of the rain on the roof. It's all a clatter might remain on the roof, and I'm going to dream. <laughs> Thank you.
the first time on the show for that record and that song. That was Clyde McCoy and his Drake Hotel Orchestra with Palooka, written by Anne Ronell and Johnny Burke. Takes two and three from December 14, 1933 were issued on Columbia 2865-D. You've heard Ronell's Rain on the Roof, played by pianist Pauline Alpert, several times on the show before. But before Palooka was a first for the Savoy Hotel Orpheans and their unissued April 16, 1932 recording with vocalist Jack Plant. I last played Baby's Birthday Party by Nat Shulkert and the Victor Orchestra back in 2007, so it's high time you heard it again. Take Two on November 20, 1930 was issued on Victor 22581, and part of what makes that such a great record is that you've got not one but two pianos one played by Frank E. Banta, and one by Jack Shilkrit. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week, December 22nd, marked the birth in 1893 in Cleveland, Ohio, of Austin James Wiley to Samuel E. Wiley and Ann Murren. I could find very little information about him or his musical career. He enlisted in the Ohio National Guard on June 12, 1917, as a musician third class. He was promoted to band corporal the following year before his unit was federalized, and he served in the American Expeditionary Forces until his honorable discharge on May 24, 1919. A couple of years later, on April 19, 1921, he married Charlotte F. Baker in Cuyahoga County, Ohio, and Austin Wiley, Jr. came along the following year. Wiley played violin and led a territory band based in Cleveland that was also heard on network radio. They had a long residency at the Golden Pheasant Restaurant, owned by H. Kingsey Wong, located at 944 Prospect Avenue in Cleveland. It served American and Chinese food, had a large dance floor, and provided a dance band from noon to 2.30, 6 to 8.30, and 10 to closing. The band made nearly two dozen sides in six sessions for Brunswick in New York between 1924 and 1926, all as Austin J. Wiley and his Golden Pheasant Orchestra. It has nothing to do with Wiley's orchestra, but at the time, Cleveland was the fifth largest city in the country, and became the front line in a bloody year-long series of shootings, stabbings, and hatchet murders between two rival Chinese secret societies, or Tongs, the Hip Sing Tong and the Onlong Tong, in what became known as the Tong Wars. Anyway, how long the orchestra lasted, I don't know, but in 1927, Walter Anderson's orchestra replaced Wiley at the Golden Pheasant. Wiley filed for bankruptcy on August 15, 1935, and died December 5, 1947, at just 53 years of age. He's buried at Knollwood Cemetery in Mayfield Heights, Ohio. Here are three from Austin J. Wiley and his Golden Pheasant Orchestra.
There you have three from Austin J. Wiley and his Golden Pheasant Orchestra. We just heard Frank Bessinger and Frank Wright vocalizing on Could I? I Certainly Could, written by Jack Yellen and Milton Ager. Vocalion 15332 was recorded April 21, 1926. Although not identified as such on this record, Wright and Bessinger made records on their own as the Radio Franks, and later in 1926 performed in a short film produced in the DeForest Phonofilm sound-on-film process. Before that, the flip side of Could I? Valencia, composed by Jose Padilla. We started our little tribute to Austin Wiley with My Best Girl, written by Walter Donaldson, one of at least nine recordings of that tune in late 1924. This one made in September, issued on Vocalion B14893. is KISLFM 88.7 Avalon and you're listening to Glenn Robison's Rapidly Rotating Records toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s On last week's show, I played The Duck's Quack by Kaplan's Melodists and said it was subtitled A Barnyard Jamboree. Well, it's not. It's actually subtitled A Barnyard Jazzberee. There aren't any other songs that I know of about jazzberries, but there are some about jamborees, and here are three of them. Oh, wish I was in the land of cotton, old times there I am not forgotten.
you will see everybody riding hand in hand to the music of a raggy band. Sambo hugging Liza now and then just to surprise her. Fall the jack and get them over Sally to feet again. She's your pal, lovely gal. Ragtime tunes played on the fiddle, keep you dancing around the middle at that Alabama Jamboree. At that Alabama Jamboree. <laughs> Come with me, <laughs> you will see everybody ragging hand in hand to the music of a raggy band. Sambo hugging Liza now and then just to surprise her. Ball the jack and get them. Now lift your feet, honey, she's your pal, lovely gal, ragtime tunes played on the fiddle, keep you dancing around the middle, at that Alabama Jamboree. Duke Ellington and the Jungle Band with Jungle Jamboree, written by Harry Brooks and Fats Waller. 
Brunswick 4492 was waxed July 29, 1929, and issued here as well as Down Under in Australia. Before that was George H. O'Connor on November 30, 1914, with Albert von Tilzer's Alabama Jamboree, from Columbia A1669. The Rollickers with the Fred Rich Orchestra got things started with Dixie Jamboree, written by Howard Johnson and Joe Davis. Takes two and three from that November 15, 1929 session were issued on Columbia 2043-D. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories where you can ask Siri to play podcast Rapidly Rotating Records. I didn't mention it in his birthday segment earlier in the show, but Austin J. Wiley was also a songwriter with at least one title to his credit. The song is Who Loved You Best, and I've played it a couple of times on the show by Bailey's Lucky Seven. Tonight, I have a recording of Who Loved You Best by Jan Garber's orchestra and normally I would lead off with it, but I'm saving it for the end of the segment, and when you hear it, you'll understand why. Here to start off this Who Loves You segment are the Brooks Sisters.
and gave you your fun. Oh, cheer your toe when you felt the blue. Don't wonder why there's a pain in my heart. You know that I haven't grown from the start. When things went wrong, who's the one I helped along? Who stood the test? Tell me who loved you best. That's quite a different rendition of Who Loved You Best from Bailey's Lucky Seven. That was Jan Garber and his orchestra with the vocal by Jack Gifford. The label of Victor 19708, made May 13, 1925, credits only Maury Davidson and Clark D. Whipple. But on the label of Sam Lennon's recording a couple of weeks later on Columbia, Austin Wiley is included, and the U.S. Copyright Office credits Wiley as well. Who Loved You Best was preceded by Mr. and Mrs. Hugh Cross and I Love You Best of All from Columbia 15258-D, April 11, 1928. The name Hugh Cross should ring a bell. Hugh Ballard Cross was born October 19, 1904 in Oliver Springs, Tennessee and was a member of the Cumberland Ridge Runners in the 30s, appearing in stage shows and radio broadcasts. You heard him last year as Ballard Cross singing Wabash Cannonball on Vocalion, and as Hugh Cross, he made the very first recording of Wabash Cannonball for Columbia a few months earlier. He's also the Hugh in Hugh and Shug's Radio Pals, who you heard last year as well. At the time of this recording, Mrs. Hugh Cross was Zona Elizabeth Medical. The Brock sisters got things started with Nobody Loves You Like I Do, written by Benny Davis and Harry Axt. Arthur Johnston accompanied the sisters on Victor 19478, August 22, 1924. The Victor catalog describes this record by what they called three juvenile comedians as cute and done so prettily that you regret there is no more of it. Did you sigh just a little when that record was over? According to Victor, that's what most people do when records by the Brock sisters are over. The Rapidly Rotating Records request line is now open. In addition to cards or letters, email or posts to our Facebook page or website, You can also now call to make requests for a particular song, artist, or segment topic, leave feedback about the show, ask questions or comment on the music, or just to say hi to let me know you're out there listening. The number is easy to remember. It's 1-234-PLAY-78s. That's 1-234-PLAY-78s. Or for the alphabetically challenged, 1-234-752-9787. 
It's available 24-7, but right before, during, and just after the Sunday night broadcast on KISL, I'll do my best to personally answer your call. That's 1-234-PLAY-78s. I don't watch a lot of television, but my wife and I do watch Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. Yeah, I know. Don't judge. I don't have any vintage records by members of the Chicago Fire Department, but I do have some by the New York Fire Department to start off this flammable segment.
We started that incendiary set with the New York Fire Department Band with Fire Call on Jeanette 5341, December 16, 1923. Fire Call was written by trombonist, music publisher, arranger, and composer George Frederick Briegel, born in 1890. The New York Fire Department Band was formed in 1913, and Briegel became its bandmaster in the 1920s. Next was the Riga Dance Orchestra with the New York Fire Department Quartet providing the vocal on A Fire Laddie Just Like My Daddy from OK 4851 in April 1923. OK made another recording of A Fire Laddie that same month, perhaps in the same session, but with the vocal by an actual laddie, the boy soprano, Master John L. Stewart. A Fire Laddie Just Like My Daddy was written by Bartley Costello and Johnny Tucker. We finished up with the American Military Band and Fire Chief from Perfect 11350, March 11, 1933. Fire Chief was written by William H. Wooden, and the flip side of that record is another Wooden composition, Franklin D. Roosevelt. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had even half as much fun as I did, then I had at least twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶